Welcome to the Picture This Photography Podcast where we talk about all things photography and today's topic is do not upgrade your gear unless... It's one of the most common questions we get. Should I upgrade my gear? Am I good enough? Are people going to notice? Will it make a difference? We're going to walk you through the whole decision-making process and we might end up saving you thousands of dollars. If you're just dying to buy something, we might even give you the justification you need to do that and feel good about it. Totally. But first, a word from our sponsor, Squarespace. Whether you need a website portfolio or store, you can make that happen with Squarespace. And it's cheap, it's easy, and it's fun to do. Go to squarespace.com slash Chelsea get your 14-day free trial, no credit card needed, and if you decide you'd like to buy it, use the coupon code CHELSEA and get 10% off. Thanks, Squarespace. <laughs> okay, the first question I always ask people when they ask, should I upgrade my gear, is what are you shooting? What are you taking pictures of? Because what you're taking photos of is going to put different demands on your camera. And after all, your camera is a tool, and it's just there to get the job done. Right, Tony? Right. Different tools do different things. So if you're taking macro photos of flowers, then you probably don't need the new Sony A92 because it's got a really high frame rate and that's great, but it's not gonna mean anything to you. So think about what your photos are and think about what that will demand of your camera. Will you need a high frame rate? Will you need dynamic range? Will you need an intervalometer? I'm gonna cross-reference another video. Upgrade your body or your lens first. And we did an assortment of tests to determine which would help you more. For example, if you're a portrait photographer, you can upgrade your lens to something faster and get more background blur. If you're shooting concerts, that's another time when you probably want to upgrade your lens instead of your body. For some reason, everybody immediately jumps to buying a new camera body and that's they sexy. neglect their lenses. New bodies. Uh, okay, here's another thing to consider. Where are you posting your photos? If you're only posting them on Instagram exclusively, you don't sell them, you don't print them, then upgrading to a really high megapixel camera you probably are not gonna see much of a difference there. So think about your final format. If you eventually aspire to make huge prints and have a gallery opening, like my friend Tony here. That's my goal. That's your goal. So you might want to upgrade to a camera that has more megapixels or better dynamic range or one of those things. Yeah. You should also ask yourself, this is a hobby or a career. If you plan to make money from it, that's going to steer your decision-making process in a different direction. If you're truly a professional trying to turn a profit with the gear, then any new piece of equipment you buy, you have to say, it is going to turn a profit by doing this. This higher megapixel camera will allow me to charge more for my images. Thus, I will recoup the expense in two years. This faster lens will help separate me from competing portrait photographers in the area, allowing me to pull in more clients. Thus, I think I will make some more money. It's much easier if you're a hobbyist. You just have to ask, do I feel like spending it? Is this enjoyable for me? Yeah, you can also take that hobbyist attitude if you're a professional. That's true. You can actually just reward yourself and enjoy some gear that you hope to use professionally. You should also ask yourself if it's better to spend your money elsewhere. For landscape photographers, like 95% of the time, it's better to spend your money traveling somewhere, yeah. putting the extra time in, you know, go to Nova Scotia or Iceland or Machu Picchu. That's going to make much of a bigger difference in your photos than if you have the highest and 100 megapixel camera and you're shooting in your backyard or someplace boring. 
True, and then there may be other ways to spend your money too, like uh, you might invest in some education. Are there courses that you could take? Is there a book you could buy called Stunning Digital Photography that's gonna Very teach you about question. composition and lighting and all of the other things that go into making a beautiful photo? Um, you'll think about that. Or maybe you're a wildlife photographer and you want to invest in learning about biology. If you're gonna take pictures of animals, you have to know how to find them and their behavior. So there are so many things that go into making a great photo. Sometimes your gear can help you get there. Other times, there are many more things that go into improving your photos. One of those things might be finding a better way to display your photos. So you might invest in some prints or you might invest in a website where you can display your photos, not just chronologically, but in the order that you would like people to view them. Oh man, do you know a place where people could get a cool website though? I don't know, I mean, can we make a specific recommendation? Absolutely, you can definitely get a Squarespace website you get to try it for 14 days with no credit card. So if you don't like it, there's nothing lost. You just get to organize your photos and see them displayed in a beautiful, professional way. If you do like it, it's super affordable. This is important, Tony. If I go to hire somebody, the first thing I do is look at their website. And if it is some outdated, ugly looking website, it makes me doubt them as a professional. Mm -hmm. If it's streamlined and modern and up to date and has beautiful pictures, then I think, oh, they're on top of this thing, they're motivated, I trust them more. I think the number one thing people do is they have websites that look great on a PC, but then don't work on a phone. Yeah. And nowadays, like two thirds of people are gonna check you out on their smartphone. Absolutely. So you need to make sure it's mobile friendly and that's really hard to do because every phone displays things a little bit different. but. The engineers at Squarespace have taken care of that for you. They yeah. made it really easy. They, they do that automatically. So try a Squarespace website, lay out your photos. You can have a gallery page there where people can buy your prints so you can test out what it's like to sell your photos. I think you're gonna like that. And then of course you can have contact, your contact information, a pricing page if you want. Those are all important things. So go to squarespace.com slash Chelsea, use the coupon code Chelsea to get 10% off, but you should at least try one because that's professional. If you're listening to the Picture of This Photography podcast, we're helping you decide whether or not you can upgrade your gear by going through the questions we ask people when they ask us if they <laughs> should upgrade. Yeah, um, here's a question. Is your gear actually limiting you? What features are you missing out on? Which mistakes are you making when you take pictures? What are the flaws you're noticing in your pictures that could be solved by technology? Here's an example. Uh, when we used to take stock photos, the stock photo agency would actually reject photos if there was too much noise in them. And we could add more light, and sometimes we couldn't. And so a camera that made less noise in photos was gonna benefit us professionally. I can tell from the way people ask the question whether they should upgrade. Because somebody who doesn't need to upgrade will say, oh, should I upgrade? Does this camera take better pictures? Somebody who should upgrade will come to me and say, I do low light concert photography. The pictures I take have terrible amounts of noise in them. Right. I need to solve that because my clients are complaining. There, your gear is limiting you. If there's an upgrade that will reduce that noise, clients will notice it, it'll totally be worth it to you. If you're a sports photographer and you're shooting at four frames per second, upgrading to a 20 frames per second camera, that will overcome the limit that you're experiencing where you miss that decisive moment. 
but most people, their gear is not actually limiting them. Like if you're a wildlife photographer and you're still not getting within 50 feet of your subjects, then it's not the gear limiting you. You need to get a Geely suit on and get a little bit closer if you're a landscape photographer and you never leave your home state. Guess what? It's not the gear that's limiting you. Like you need to start traveling more. You Unless need to start your state more. is beautiful. Maybe you live in Montana. <laughs> you live in Connecticut. <laughs> yeah, but I think there is this whole thing where people want to believe it's their gear holding them back because it would be so nice if you could just spend some money and automatically have way better pictures. But that's not often how it goes. I mean, you might have a sharper, crappy picture, but who really wants that? I get frustrated questions from people who say, I just spent $3,000 on a new camera and my pictures look exactly the same. It's like, yeah, exactly. Your gear wasn't limiting you before. You also have to ask if your clients are actually going to notice. And here's the thing, you scrutinize your pictures closer than anybody else. Second, photographers will scrutinize little technical details of your pictures. So if you hang out in communities of photographers, they're gonna notice things that the clients, the civilians will not notice. When I go to people's homes, I always check out like the professional portrait photography they've had done around their house. You do that? You know what? Like 80% of the time, there's a glaring technical problem in their professional portrait that they're happy about. You know how often professional portrait photographers miss focus? So often. It's not that huge of a deal. If you watch any movie or show, they miss focus on shots all the time. I know, because I notice 100% of the time, but the regular person, the average client, wouldn't notice. And thus, if you solve that problem, maybe your pictures will be better, but is anybody going to care? Within reason. Except you. I've seen some things out of focus that people definitely notice. And I also remember that thread that went around where people edited the photo so everyone had like a smooth potato face. <laughs> like you can only get away with so much. But ask yourself whether your clients will actually notice and maybe even give them a little test. Like, can you see the <laughs> Give difference between these two pictures? <laughs> Test your clients. You're wrong, stupid. <laughs> okay. Tony, you, you brought up a really good point. Will these features prevent disaster? This is something to consider where you might want to upgrade before something happens. Mm -hmm. If you're going to Machu Picchu and you're bringing one camera and you think it might rain and your camera's going to get destroyed and then you have to come back completely empty-handed, it might be worth it to choose a camera that has weather sealing. Or if you're shooting with a single card slot and you're going out on the adventure of a lifetime and you do not want to miss those photos and then your SD card fails, maybe it's time to upgrade proactively before that sort of disaster happens. I mean, if you're an amateur and any of those things happen, it's just a very sad day for you. But if you're a professional, you could be losing clients and you could be right. not just losing your current shoot, but future work. Uh, so you really have to weigh what the, how those features could save you. A second card slot could save you a client. Yeah, so it might not actually make your pictures any better. Maybe your clients will never notice, except that disaster timeline will never have happened and your client will just be happy with your pictures instead of mad that they got no wedding photos. You could alter the timeline. There's an old saying, buy cheap, buy twice. Imagine this, if you're choosing between a $500 camera and a $2,000 camera, if you buy that $500 camera and then you're unhappy with it and later you have to buy that $2,000 camera mm -hmm. anyway, then the whole process of buying the $500 camera was a total waste. And so people go through this logic and end up choosing the more expensive camera. 
But I'll say most of the time, people should instead buy the less expensive camera because you'll gain a lot of experience with that less expensive camera. You will determine what specific features you need. You might be happy with the dynamic range, but unhappy with the frame rate, in which case you would choose a high frame rate camera. Or maybe the frame rate's fine, but the dynamic range bugs you, in which case you should get a camera with great dynamic range. And the fact of the matter is, especially for your first camera choice, you're not gonna get the pictures of a lifetime in the first year or two, if you're building an entire like lifetime work. Your pictures probably aren't gonna be that great because you're being held back by your own lack of experience. So you're probably not missing out on too much by going for the less expensive gear, and you might end up being totally happy with that gear. Anyway, you also have the total cost of ownership of the gear. like. You buy something, you get to sell it later. Not for as much as you bought it for, but you don't lose all of the money that you put into it, just 25%, 30%. True, good point. Okay, here's a question I don't think people ask enough. Is it fun? If you just like buying new gear and that's a part of the thrill for you, if you just wanna try out the newest technology and collect cameras or whatever it is you're interested in, that's fine too. And sometimes I see people get a little bit snobby, like they're like, oh, his pictures aren't even that good and he has the most expensive camera. Don't worry about those people. If you enjoy it and you can afford it and it's not hurting anyone, buy whatever camera you want. Right? Yeah. Is your neighbor in his Porsche any more efficient at getting groceries from the grocery store than you are in your Corolla? No. They equally functional. Maybe it's even less functional, but that might be fun for him, and that's okay. That's okay. You ain't got to hate somebody for just indulging themselves in a luxury. Yeah, that's okay. You just get it. If you can get it, get it. Go and that for brings it. us to our next point. Do you have the money? Because if you have the money and it's not going to impact you at all, just and you want it, it's fine. Honestly, the camera companies need your support at this point. Yeah, they need you. Just buy that expensive stuff and fund the research for the rest of us. But don't be putting yourself in debt because there's nothing fun about having a bunch of credit card debt hanging over your head. Well, I do worry sometimes people try to justify the purchase that they can't afford. They're like, I can't really afford this lens, but maybe I'll make money from it. Mm, that might not be true. You really have to think it through, right? Right. And it just ends up costing you more if you end up putting it on a credit card. Mm-hmm. I've known people that have bought very expensive lenses that aren't even compatible with their camera. They're putting like a full frame lens on mm -hmm. a crop sensor camera and, and they don't even know. So don't waste your money if you can't spend it. Yeah, if you're in doubt, just put off the upgrade, put more time into your own experiences, educate yourself, learn more, and the upgrade will still be there when you're actually ready for it. But in the meantime, one of the best ways to upgrade your perceived skills are to improve your presence online by making an awesome website. If I could go anywhere to make that website, I would go to squarespace.com slash Chelsea. <laughs> I have set up four or five of my own websites at Squarespace because they work wonderfully. And when people ask me, in the real world, outside of sponsored videos, I still tell them to go to Squarespace because it's really easy to, and it works great on a variety of different platforms. They make it so gorgeous and simple to set up. There are a variety of apps you can use to drag and drop your pictures in, whether it's a portfolio or a restaurant or a doctor's office or a hair salon, whatever yeah. type of website you need, Squarespace is perfect for it. So head to squarespace.com slash Chelsea, get your 14 day free trial. And if you love it, only then give them your credit card number and use the coupon code Chelsea to get 10% off. Okay, 
that's good Squarespace and everything. But I just wanna say to wrap things up, if you're thinking about upgrading your gear, think about the photos you're taking, if this new upgrade can actually make your photos better, if you can afford the gear, and then all the other stuff we thought we thought of too. Is that all? Are we missing something? Let us know in the comments down below if there's another way to know if it's time for you to upgrade. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Thanks, Squarespace. Bye. <laughs>